When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. So I got slight clarification on uh, Yates's defending policy. I, I broke it down yes. because here's here's what was happening. I would let's just say, for example, I tweeted a long thing about like the expansion of college football, and it was like seven or eight things. Now imagine if you know somebody had done this, and there's another crack. Like using what I'm talking about in public and just piggybacking on that in front of other people in private is just very annoying. It's like if you want to say something, you can say it there, bringing it to other people as if what my intellectual capital is, is something for you to spend my time wasting on in private. No, that's just I just don't. I think the big difference is you're taking it from Twitter. And you're putting it in a group chat with other people. Yeah. As opposed to, say, if I had an issue with whatever you posted on Twitter, I would reach out directly to you privately. Me and you have a conversation. Ding, ding, ding. As opposed to, Clinton says something, and I say, hey, I don't agree with that. And then I add you two into yeah. it. <laughs> and then you're like, and then it, it causes other group chats, separate things. I've had this issue with like roommates in the past where you know people will want to air issues that they have with the entire house into the group chat as opposed to just addressing one on one with someone else. And Can't I think that's it. where the issue comes Correct. from. Correct. She's right. Can't do it. Doesn't work. Or has this helped you at all? Nah. No, so, don't lie. Nah, you man. said you understood when I brought it up in nah. the break. No, anyway. I understood what I was cutting. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. How dare you bring something from our show yeah. and discuss it privately how, during how, the break? How dare you? <laughs> what, 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 how dare there's you? There's a reason we have this show that this is the <laughs> can force. This is true. This is, this is true. This is, true. This is what the show is for. Privately. This is the show How dare you? Not, that's You're not understanding the dynamic. You're too old. Let me Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. See, now you're getting defensive. I am getting defensive. But what I'm saying is that... the. What I'm saying is that group chat dynamics are like a real thing Isn't for what me. You just did exactly in my what life. you were just complaining about. No, it's not because this is what we're paid to do. It's not what we're otherwise doing on our own free will. That's what? Yeah, this is we're getting even Wait, further. You guys get paid for this? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, my point Waffle is group, grill and group chat. Group exactly. chat dynamics are a great way to get defriended in my world. That's what the point is. Travis Lee Show has teamed up with Waba Grill to give away lunch for your office. Listen today during the Waba Grill lunch hour on 710 for the cue to call and you could be the Waba Grill workplace of the week that's today on 710 ESPN thanks to Waba Grill Waba Grill eat smart be healthy I, I uh, played a little golf yesterday okay. with some buddies and both independent like I was with one person for a point in the round and I was in the cart with another person at a different point in the round both of them were giving me their Waba Grill uh really? boom boom taco reviews is that right yes yes I, what, what did amazing. they think they had differing opinions on the chicken and the beef. I, and, did and we have a dumpling review? They did not have the dumplings. They okay. only had. Didn't the, you uh, go to Wapa? You, 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 you guys to went to Panini Kebab okay. Grill. 
Yeah, how, no, you, it was really was yummy. It? it was really good. Uh, the the chicken was really both like nice. it was really well done. Moist basmati rice was great. Tzatziki was awesome. I have no notes. Okay, very well. It was large portions though, so I did not finish it. But they they pack it in there. You you brought up the the dumplings that yes. they have at Waba Grill that Chris had the other day. Correct. I, I am genuinely excited about the next opportunity to have road dumplings. Okay. Like I, I haven't I haven't I, I've eaten dumplings road occasionally because they're right they're good. They're delicious. Yeah, they're really, really good. But I never even considered them as a potential road item. Right. And now I just no, can't wait. Gotta happen. Gotta happen. They're good like I said, they're a good ballpark item too. I've had them at plenty of ballpark. I, you know, I'm such a traditionalist Seattle. when it comes to that stuff. And just I just want a dog and a peanuts and a Coke or a beer or something like that. The, the other stuff, I'm sure it's great. It's I great. just it's just not it's great. Just Easy to eat. Not in my repertoire. Maybe a Poppers. nacho here and there. And of course, something sweet like the fifth inning. Yeah, <laughs> little, just little. They used to. So going Let's back see. to the Fernando thing, dropping a hundred dollars there. So, I was going to say, I don't, what's that? I see you dropping a hundred dollars every time you go to the ballpark to eat food. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a expensive. beer alone is like twenty. Bucks. I was going to say a beer. The beer is twenty. There you go. Hot dogs like six. Not going to have one. Yeah, You're going to have exactly. two. You know, it's in. Fair. I got a family. It's going to happen. They used. To, I, they might still have. I haven't seen them in a long time. I didn't see them the last few times I've been at least. They used to have the carnation frozen malts that were <laughs> so frozen that even in the middle of the summer, if you ordered it in the third inning, maybe by the eighth inning you it was melted. It. Wow! You could not just eat it; like right. you could, they gave you this little teeny tiny wooden spoon that would crack off. That, that yeah. You could. It was like trying to drive a nail with silly putty. You just <laughs> you couldn't do it. It right. was impossible to do. I miss those things. That and the Kulaku. Okay, you, you know I'm not familiar with that. Oh. Ice cream cookie sandwich dipped in chocolate. That's a lot. That's it, a, that's, it, it is that's a lot. That's an extensive maneuver. And it's also really, One really thing, good. Uh, we got this from Tim Bontemps. So they're doing good the, times. The, the pressers for the Hall of Fame induction. And so we have Tony Parker. You know who's in the attendance of the press conference for Tony Parker? Terry Henry. Ah bon, oh, Monsieur yeah. Henry. He was dancing. I That's cool. On Twitter. He's, he's yeah. at a party. He's dancing it up in the party. Yeah. yeah. Parker is the first ever French inductee into the Hall of Fame. Nice. For basketball. Tim Bontemps, good friend of mine. I'm trying to think if yeah, we there read. are... Well, who the next one would be Wemby, maybe? Is there another great French player that I'm yeah, blanking out on? I mean, Rudy Gobert ain't making the whole thing. <laughs> no, he's so... Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe the basketball not, thing. Boris Diaw, I don't think, is making Boris the Boris Diaw, probably not. Yeah. Um, who else? Man, for, there's not a ton of French guys, but Wemby... How do you think that's going to go? I, I am hopeful, but I'm Kevin also... Kevin Seraphim, I forgot about that dude. The, the Wemby thing, that body type scares me to death oh completely super, i'm not super skinny like that is really i don't have a problem me. with the kid i don't have a problem with anything but i am a non-fan of that body type yeah same goes for the kid who got drafted by uh oklahoma city chet Holmgren. i gotta oh, see it to chet. believe it have yeah. to see it to believe it super tall super you thin for kevin durant me. though okay but that's one dude and that brother's yeah, from bc exactly. so i trust him you know what i'm saying like that's a different <laughs> matter from pg right you know, yes exactly. you know what the, the problem is and, and you're not wrong emily but what you just did is the same well drew Brees. If there's only one example, we got a problem. <laughs> right. And right? that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That if you well, short quarterbacks don't work. Well, work for Drew Brees. Okay, give me there are how many quarterbacks have been in the history of the NFL? Four thousand. If you got one guy that was short that worked, we got a problem because the other thirty nine hundred of them were all six five. Frank Nicolita, you think he's going to that? Uh, I think it's low. Michael Pet- Michael Petrus? I forgot about him. I forget Michael he was a clipper. I Pretty good say, player. Briefly. He played for the Suns too. Yeah. All right. All right. So Pat Riley, speaking of the Hall of Fame inductions, had this to say about Dwayne Wade, who's one of the inductees. Uh, Dwayne is the greatest player that ever played for the Heat. And he very quickly added, that's not an insult to LeBron. 
So I wanted I want to get I want to use specifically what Pat Riley said. Okay. Dwayne is the greatest player that ever played for the Heat. Greatest player is the phrase that he used. Not best career, not most iconic member, not the 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 number one sure. heat. Greatest player. Now, I don't want to throw any cold water on Dwayne Wade's career. He was amazing. Maybe one of the great smaller players in NBA history. He's Really? You sm- got that much of a qualifier on Dwayne Wade? I I, th- I think so. Yeah. I, okay. I think he's he's terrific. Right. But no one's arguing that Dwayne Wade was one of the greatest of all time. And the <sighs> argument that that LeBron, LeBron James may or may not be the greatest player of all time, no, but no, no, no one's arguing that he's not in the mix. I Is it not an insult? I mean, I, to LeBron I, James? No, well, first of all, I don't think all statements that qualify one person as better than the other is an automatic insult to the person who's not considered the best. So I do understand that part of what he's saying, but I also think that what Riles is getting at is something I don't want to say bigger than basketball. That's why but, I'm only going by what he said. But there's an element of you know there there is how do I explain this? There is no Miami Heat without Dwayne Wade kind I get of thing. That. You know what I mean? I, I think that. that's closer to what he's he's getting at. He's the greatest version of what he thought. He's the most important player in the franchise. Perhaps that, you know, and that's even tough to say because, you know, Alonzo Mourning played there as well. And that's, you know, he's obviously a Hall of Famer as well. I you know, coming from Pat Riley, I understand that sentiment and that statement. Because all of the things that we just talked about that were included are kind of built into who Riley is, who Riley has seen, and who Riley has stewarded through there. I, I get it. And, and it's not an, a uh, criticism of Pat Riley's basketball acumen. All, all I'm asking is that he, he in the sentence, not he's, he made it a point to say, I'm not trying to insult LeBron James, which I think means he knew that that would be taken th- as an right. insult to LeBron James. I think James. Riley knows in today's era of social media hot takes that people are going to look at that and start breaking it. Legacy Twitter is going to start going crazy over rankings and all this other stuff. Yeah, and I hate that. Where, yeah, I, I can't deal with that. Yeah. You know, it's, Other things that will quickly get you defriended from me <laughs> is drawing me into a bunch of legacy Twitter conversations. Um, I think Pat Riley knows that, and so he's just kind of couching that, but at the same time, again, people forget, Pat Riley's basketball career is not just Lakers, not just, I mean, that guy was on the starting five of the all-white team that lost to Texas Western. You know what I'm saying? Like, this goes way back. This dude has seen a ton of stuff. So I take him at his word, and I think his his depth and knowledge of basketball is always sort of inherent to anything he says. Yeah, so for for me too, it's it's interesting too to look at this. It's like when you think on LeBron, will he be the greatest player on any team that he's played for besides the Cavaliers? Is he the will he be the greatest? Well, he'll never the be the greatest Laker. Obviously player of not. All time. No. Yes. No. Not. Um, but Pat Riley says he's not the greatest Heat player of all time. And to to Clinton's point. Pat Riley's resume at evaluating things like this is sound. It's extremely solid. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's this I, is not a fan from the upper deck. Right. This I, is Pat Riley. I think LeBron James again I And MJ, is he the greatest wizard of all time? You know, it's like no, he's only the right. greatest of the of yeah, the Bulls. That's, that's that's a good question. But I do Wes think Unself. LeBron James, Wes Wes, <laughs> great player. Son is a not great coach. Um <laughs> LeBron is the. You felt that is, necessary I, I don't know. That was there. a cheap shot. LeBron is the first so guy that you saw. You, you've, you've. We talked about this a little bit before the show. People are fans of the player as yeah. much as they are. He started that. I the think. team that they're on. Well, he perfected it mainly. You know, you had a lot of guys. I don't care. I'm a Bron fan. Yeah. I'm going where Bron goes as far as who they root for, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, I, I actually I, think it's kind of cool. 
I am a Laker fan and a LeBron. When LeBron was in Cleveland, I watched LeBron as often as I could. LeBron's when he was awesome. in Miami. I, and, and, and I wanted to see him do well. Right. Like, I was, I root for LeBron it's, James. It's a thing, you know? And I think that that's where, I, I think that bleeds into part of what Pat Riley is talking about as well. Because when you think about a franchise, you don't think about, like Emily said, you don't get past Cleveland if you're really thinking about LeBron. No, but the I, heat, I, I think Dwayne Wade is, is that guy. I, 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 it's not a wrong answer, but it's not an undefeated indisputable right answer either okay. I, I think there's an answer for lebron is the because the best version of lebron was when he was in miami definitely that that was when he was at the peak of his power sure. but his greatest accomplishment potentially was what he did with the cavaliers could being be that warriors team it, yeah that that in that season that playoff series, uh, unreal and leading the the series in literally everything yeah it is an extraordinary moment in his career and season and series and all those things but those four years when he was in Miami, I mean, forget about it. Yeah, no, they were forget strong. About that was like he said, it was his college experience. I'm like, wow, what, yeah. a, way to, what a way to put that. You no, know it, I mean? it, it, and he was, <laughs> without a doubt, the best player on that team. And that's not diminishing Dwayne Wade. It's right. just that it's LeBron James at the peak of his powers. The only other people in that conversation are Kareem, Magic, Wilt. Like, it's a very small group. Can I say, though? The transformation of Pat Jordan, Riley, Pat Riley on winning time is just such a such a satisfying thing. Remember last season when he was like, they had that scene of him ripping down his like side house or whatever, and yeah. completely freaked out on yeah. his wife and went crazy, and then he like he's crying in the shower, and then he like emerges like a supervillain with the hair slicked back. Like they have not revisited that enough, by the way. Yeah. That scene was nuts. Like it was that like was something a great out scene. of a superhero movie. It, it really actually gave me chills. That's why also I his monologue at the beginning of the season. That's what I was yes. going to say. Um, the opening scene of the first episode was like, all right, here we go. Right. It, that like, kick-started here, me into- Here we go, because I, this is the Pat Riley that, as someone my age and a Laker fan, when I think of Pat Riley, I don't think of the Knicks, I don't think of the Heat. I think of slick back, Armani suit, I need I need so much more of that yes. in winning time. And so that's where it started. And then the next thing you know, I got Jason Siegel doing a Westhead impression. It's like, <laughs> okay, and I don't dislike it, but it's like- Have you ever I'm, heard of Otello? I, I, I'm going to need the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have this thing. It's called Moose. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and him reciting poetry. It's like, come on, man. That's what he did, though. I know. I know. A, but a little bit of a screwball, yeah. if I may. Oh, Westhead? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is Riley a wild card? Riley is- no. Not a wild card. No, no he's, he's he's a not, hard ass. Yes, at this stage, he's not a wild card. Yeah, he, well, he was never a wild. No, card. No, I mean like in terms of like versus all those other people too. No, screwball, Westhead. All right, the NFL preseason is underway. The Rams get their preseason started tomorrow against the Chargers, six o'clock pregame show with me and Kirk starting at four o'clock, and we're gonna get to see Stetson Bennett. What are we hoping to see with the guy that may or may not be the heir apparent? That's coming up. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Little bonus late, ask CY, because you strike me as a man who understands etiquette and, and somebody <laughs> sure. who has rules. Sure. You know, because, I don't have a lot of rules, but I do understand etiquette. No, but etiquette. you do. Like, your, your rule about what you it's will wear. It's not a rule. <laughs> no, you said it yesterday. It, it's, it's not a rule. It's just something I do or Shut don't up. do. Okay, like you said. go on. Sorry. <laughs> you do have rules, and I, I love like rules. Yes. That you're like, I would wear what I want and all these things. I like it. I like that you have opinions okay. on these things. Um, what's a worse move when you're at a sporting event? Wearing a jersey of the sport you're watching, but of a team that's not playing, or wearing a jersey from a different sport than you're attending? Mm, like a hockey a, jersey a to really, a Dodger that's game. That's a really good question. Or, or a like Dodger-Giant Le- game where you're wearing a Pittsburgh so Pirates jersey. I'm going to say the former... What, what was the first one again? Like you're wearing so, a hockey jersey to a baseball game. I don't mind that because there are some places, one of which is the place where I'm from, where that can track across colors. And, and Pittsburgh is another place where that's a thing. So I'll, I'll give you that. And actually... That's the thing that also happens at schools a lot, which is fun. In Omaha, people will show up wearing football jerseys of the teams that are playing baseball there just because it's the only thing from their school that they have. And I don't mind that. I actually that, – that, that tracks for me. That's, I'm, re, I'm willing to let that slide. What about wearing like a, a Packers jersey to a Rams game? That's a weird move to me. I don't get that. I, like the, the, you just got to let everybody know that, that you're like not yeah, that you're not a Rams fan. Like that to me screams of insecurity. You have to wear your your uh, football costume every yeah. time that you go to, to right. a football that game. That screams of insecurity to me. You know, people who are like, no, nah, they need to know. You know, it's just like, all right, enough. You know, it's like you go to a playoff game and some guys wearing a wear Mets jersey, a t shirt. Yeah, it's, you again, know, at the, and I'm not even a big jersey guy. I don't wear a ton of jerseys. You know what I mean? Not anymore. And so, to me, did you? Did you have a jersey face? Uh, jerseys to me are more like a summer thing, like basketball jerseys, because it's hot outside. I want to yeah. wear a tank top kind of situation. Throwback you know? or, or modern players? I got two Iverson jerseys. I've got a John Wall jersey, and I've got a Wes Unsell jersey. See, but did you? I don't know if you know this or not, but his kid's not He's a good coach. Good coach. Turns out, <laughs> turns out, alas, somebody's gonna call Wes and be like, "Yo, your boy Yates is out here taking shots at you on the West Coast for no reason." I like it. Right, I like it. So here's a. I can't believe we are potentially robbed of one of the best stories of all time in sports, potentially. All right, so this came out that uh, Sh- Shanahan actually addressed this that Phil Rivers was potentially the 49ers contingency plan. At the end of the season, so you know how in the NFC Championship game, everybody went down. Yeah, they had they had essentially no options at quarterback, and that if uh, they got to the Super Bowl, who who knows what would have happened? But they would either have Jimmy G if he was back in that time, uh, or Philip Rivers. <laughs> that would be an insane story to think about, especially Phil Rivers, because he was on that Chargers team that always was so close but yeah. sucked it up. You know, it would be so cool to see that. I, I got to say, Travis, the, the biggest news out of all this to me was I, I did not realize that Per the collective bargaining agreement, that you can, you could just sign yeah. dudes yeah. off the street before the Super Bowl. Like, Knowing that that's an option opens up a whole new world of possibilities of people that you just think, heck, for one game, yeah, well, they, like, I'll take that guy. The Rams did it the year they won the Super Bowl. They pulled Eric Weddle out of the carpool. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. The, the Rams pulled you – know, Eric Weddle had not played, I want to say, in a couple years. 
That's at true. least a full. And they basically they had a, a, a need in the secondary. Yeah, they called him. I and forgot they, about they that. They knew he had kept himself in pretty good shape, and they said, "Hey, you got a month of football in you." And he's like, "Yeah, I think." Can I you do. imagine a Philip Rivers? The quarterback. Yeah. yeah, the quarterback. That's that. That's movie star stuff. Like that. That you you couldn't have made that up if you wanted to in a Disney movie. That would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. And for all sure. thirteen, For fourteen Rivers of his too? kids too. No. Yeah. Well, so here's the th- okay. So the way that Jimmy G hurt. Trey Lance hurt. hurt. Brock Purdy hurt. Johnson hurt. Right? Was it jo- is it Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson. Josh yeah, Johnson was the one so. that they brought in after Purdy went down, and so basically they were running the Wildcat after right. that. Yeah, with McCaffrey, and, and that just, was bad. It was terrible. They and they had no chance. But let's just say that that happened in with. Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they had their lead, and they held on with the defense. And now you got to figure it out for the Super Bowl. Man. So there is a scenario where this happens, and it would work. I'm not saying they would win the game. Phillip Rivers has played so much football and has such a high football IQ that you, if you keep in mind, Super Bowl you got two weeks to get ready. Yeah, that you come in here and say, "Look, we're going to give you," and he speaks, for lack of a better. Metaphor, he speaks the language of quarterback. Of course. So he, yeah. com- he comes in and it's like, what are we doing here? What is this? I just need to know a few formations, a few play calls, and can I get it done? I, I think, would he beat Patrick Mahomes? I have no idea. But would he embarrass himself? No. Probably and with not. that talent on that 49ers team, you have Debo Samuel, you have Christian McCaffrey, you have uh, Kittle. You have all these weapons at your disposal that you can get to, and... You know who would write them it, off? It, I would have loved to see that. It would be an amazing story. I would have absolutely loved to see that. But there has it, it, it's a very specific set of circumstances, and <laughs> oh, and not just it's the most specific the op, set, but to be able to do like you could. I don't think you could do it at left tackle, for instance. No, I see right? what you're saying. They, Positionally, or yeah, position, the tight end is not coming into. It's, it's too physical. Yeah, the, playing quarterback in the NFL obviously is physical, but it's more mental than it is anything Could else. Could you see a team plucking your boy TB12 out of the ether just to play a Super Bowl game? Could like I see a team wanting to do a it? playoff Yes. Game. <laughs> Could I see him except the no. Niners? I mean, she's giving you the words. Here, here's why. Tom Brady is not going to potentially put his legacy at risk by doing something Or like. make his legacy even greater by coming in, play one game, it, winning a Super Bowl. That would be pretty magical. It, it would, but if it doesn't like if Phil Rivers, he's just game for trying. It's just like there's no there's there's no downside for him in that situation. Yeah, he has kind of a tell you what factor about his life that's a little yes. different than the magnanimous attitude yes. of Tom Brady. Yes, that, that's fair. Yes, that's fair. As a Niner fan, I I don't think I would have wanted to see that because look, like you said, at the end of the day, he's going to face Patrick Mahomes, who's playing top notch. He was out of his mind. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it's a better but option it, I mean, than anything cool, else. They well, have. well, it's a cool story, but I rather just. Eh. Lose it. So you'd rather have Josh Johnson than Phil Rivers? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we had, and look how it went. So well, I don't think yeah. it would have been different. It, it wouldn't have been that different, I think. They were in the NFC Championship game with their fourth quarterback. That's pretty remarkable. Pretty crazy on it. Just shows how great the, it yeah. just how great Anybody. the 49ers are. Yeah. They're that good that they could play with Brock Purdy and make Brock Purdy into what he is. Well, we'll find what, out. What is their quarterback situation? Brock Purdy, they're going with Brock. He's going to be yeah, ready to Brock. go, and he's and their guy. Sam Donald. He's their guy. <laughs> Sam Darnold's probably their third, third guy. Yeah. That Lance Sam is their backup. Sam Darnold is on that team? Sam Darnold's on yeah. the 49 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is legit news to me. Yeah. They wow. are a mess. And it's it's so interesting that they've they've been so good with kind of a mess at quarterback. Yeah, they haven't exactly had consistency Essentially there. like 10 plus years. Right. And they're, they're always in the conversation. If they got that quarterback right, then who knows what they would do. We'll see if they got it right or not, because this is a little bit of a Tony Gonsolin situation for me. 
Tony Gonsolin, when he pitched last year, I, I'm, this is great. He, and, and it wasn't that he was doing it by luck. He pitched his you-know-what off. Yeah. He was great. He was an all-star. But when the season started, I said, I'm like, I'm going to need to see that again. I, 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 I <laughs> right. am not a true believer yet. Okay. Show me again. That's kind of where it, like Brock Purdy came in, played beautifully, won them a bunch of games. He was terrific. I'm going to need to see that again. 49ers yep. were also in that Matthew Stafford conversation at the, at mm-hmm. that, and the same time that the Rams signed him. They, they, he could have gone to the 49ers, and who knows what would have happened there. Jorge. Then we'd be Super seeing Bowl. the Stetson Bennett show. <laughs> we'd be seeing the Bennett show, which we're going to see on Saturday night. That's coming up in about, oh, 15 minutes or so. But Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey guys! Yo. Yo! By the time you guys see me on Monday, I will have gone to two concerts. Oh yeah, wow. Maggie concert- Rogers and Noah Khan. Noah, Noah Khan's tonight at the Greek, uh, and then Sunday is Hollywood Bowl. Maggie Rogers. I'm gonna get there early. We're gonna have some like wine. We're gonna drink, and I'm also gonna have like kickball playoffs. And nice. I, we were potentially playing back to back games, so wow. it's gonna be exciting. Okay. What position of, do you play? I play third. Okay, so I play third, and we, we there's a lot of bunters in our league, so we had to have oh our bunting God. strategy. Bunting yeah, and yeah. kickball. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was it's illegal. That sounds incredibly terrible. serious. We take it very seriously. Um, all right, so um, it's like bunting in a wiffle ball game. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you want to win? <laughs> I guess. Uh, so they're playing the game right now on NFL Network, and it's on in our in our studio. Um, but last night, Kirk Cousins was on the sidelines uh, for the uh, Vikings Seahawks preseason game, and he was on the sidelines, no pads, helmet on, and he just like looked like a little kid dressing up as Kirk Cousins for Halloween. <laughs> he had his jersey on with no shoulder pads on too. Yeah, exactly. So. No one looks good in a football jersey and no pads. Travis, factor cap. Uh, cap, because you left out the most important part. You can look fine in a football jersey with no pads, but you can't put a helmet on. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the helmet that makes it look weird. It's the helmet that takes it from you look like you're in a football uniform to you look like the great kazoo, where you got this giant dome on this little <laughs> – because no matter – you could put Aaron Donald – with a football helmet on and no shoulder pads, it'll look goofy. It'll make Aaron Donald right. look little and narrow. And Kirk Cousins is not the biggest dude in the world, so he looks like a, a matchstick with a you know something stuck on yeah. top of and it. And in general, it's a weird look. Wearing your ha- yeah, wearing your helmet without pads is just bizarre. But the football jersey with no helmets, I mean, that is like the classic American high school Friday Night Lights look. You know what I mean? You wear your jersey to school. To and it looks the, weird. On the Just night that you're playing. You know. I, I don't mind it. As I long as it's so. a jersey that's cut like... It makes the, everyone look tiny. The way that you're supposed to wear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, as opposed to like a big one. I, I, yeah. I yeah. If you're... Look. Like, if it's down to your... Sh- 
your knees. Yeah, and no, it's you don't want that. Big, but yeah, it, you can you can make that look. He, Kirk Cousins did not make it look good. To be no. clear, okay, no, yes. All right, Jorge. Uh, no, that was, these guys pretty much summed it up for me. Yeah. All right. Put your shoulder pads on or take your helmet yeah. off. Yeah. Those are your <laughs> two options. Plus, I don't even have a football jersey. So I, don't even, I don't even have one. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to play this sound. It's um, Austin Reeves uh, on a podcast, and he was talking about when he found out that Chris Paul was going to the Warriors. When we had, me and my brother had kid camp back home, uh, basketball camp, and one of the coaches that was there, he like ran across the gym and told me, and I was like, there's no, you're probably looking at the wrong, like, I think there's like butt crack sports or something that <laughs> yeah. always puts out false stuff. Um, but he was like, no. So I don't know. That one's, uh, that was strange. All right. So you were just like Reeves when he found out that Chris Paul was going to the Warriors. Yates, Patrick Cap. Um, uh, Fact. I thought it was a little weird, especially since Chris Paul has been a part of two of the biggest trades, one of which didn't happen to the Lakers, right. and for him to go to the Warriors now is a little weird. But can we can we return to what was actually said there? Yes, of course. Um, when Emily texted this, I didn't realize that he actually botched the name of the fake site by calling it Butt Crack Sports. It's Ballsack, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was hoping so bad you were going to say yeah. that today, and, and I did not realize the, the name of the was site. Be that easy. No, it's just the name of the site. I'm not saying anything untoward. It's just the name of the site. <laughs> well, it makes me laugh because yes, it is Ballsack Sports. And what I texted back was, any day we get to mention Ballsack Sports is a good day on this station. So good job out of you, Austin Reeves. Trev. Chris Paul has entered the phase of his career where there's nothing about him and his career that surprises me. Mm. So that, that he landed on the Warriors, it was one of those, oh, I, but it, I didn't think it was fake or anything like that because there's nothing about Chris Paul being on any of those, what, how many teams in the NBA, 30? Any of the yeah. 30 teams in the NBA that would make me go, really? That Chris Paul's at that point where he's going to be on a lot of different teams. Have yeah. you guys been fooled by butt crack sports? Because <laughs> I've gotten fooled a little bit. I had to double check it. You know, oftentimes when I, I'll, when I'll see these... a weird story, I'll see like um, like Fox News instead of uh, yeah. it's not Fox News, Fox Sports instead of Fox Sports. Um, the 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 bird has kind of grown out of that. There was a time when these sort of fake sites announcing fake news was a big part of the operation, and I feel like. Ball sack was a little late to that game in terms of, you know, like fake Jeff Passens or mm-hmm. fake Woges, you know, yeah. like these people with Tom. multiple yeah. ends. Right. Yeah. These people were all over the place. And so for a total site, I, I, I haven't gotten fooled in a long time by anybody like that. So I have not gotten fooled in a long time either, but for a different reason. I, I came into this business way before there were fake accounts of yeah. like right. Twitter and all this stuff. But I came up in a business with somebody that mistakes were simply not tolerated. Yeah. Right. And if you made a mistake, your career was hanging in the balance. And I, I made a couple early and realized that I was not going to be afforded the opportunity to make of a another. couple more. So you learn very quickly not to make those mistakes. And if yeah. you see something like, oh, I want to do that. It's, hold on, let me see if anybody else is reporting. Let me see yeah. if anybody else has that. And you learn very, I am not a trained journalist, but I am a person that likes to have a roof over my head and food on the table. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I had that right. And yeah. I, I learned 
very, very quickly that mistakes were not tolerated. It's okay not to be the first. I'm glad you bring that up because I am a trained journalist, and you're exactly right. When you're in a newsroom in which things are going to spaces that are permanent, i.e. newsprint, that you have to issue corrections if you get them wrong, Mm -hmm. you become hypervigilant. Maybe not necessarily because you had an overlord boss, but because that was just the nature of the business, which is that if you make a mistake, somebody's going to have to pay for it. Same result, different ways to get there. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I personally only have a couple people, like, notifications from them like they, i will get a ping if jeff passon tweets something i'll get a ping if, mm. if woge tweets something or shams tweets something so that's how i protect myself it's like if it doesn't come from those people for a while then that's uh it's not to be totally yeah. completely reported i've on. been lucky enough too <laughs> to be able to make friends with a lot of these guys yeah. too so yeah. that you can just ask them yeah. what's actually going on right, and then exactly. getting the real story all right, so today, on this day in 2008, in the men's 4x100 freestyle relay, American Jason Lezak tracks down Olympic 100-meter freestyle champion Elaine Bernard in the final leg to set a world record and win gold, preserving Michael Phelps' chase for eight gold medals. Let so me just essentially, describe the scene right now. Travis has both <laughs> fingers in the air in a victory pose. We'll get to that later, but this is <laughs> Michael Phelps has the most singular medals in a uh, Olympics. And I remember specifically watching this. I also remember watching the um, him compete in the 100-meter freestyle uh, butterfly, beating out Kavich the last second, doing something my coaches never told me to do, which is take that extra half stroke to get that in. I remember the 2008 uh Olympics and especially the swimming of that Olympics, like it's burned into my brain. So this is a core memory for me as a sport, uh, you know, watcher. But this two weeks from Michael Phelps is the greatest two weeks from any athlete. Travis, Frederick. Well, I want to focus on the most important part of this. <laughs> oh, come on. He nearly lost here, it to the here. Australian. Here I just watched that earlier. Explain to me what nearly losing is called. What's another <laughs> word for that? He had a body well, length lead and he got caught by a half body. Could it, could it possibly be winning what, time? What, what's another word for nearly losing something? Not losing. Right. Winning. <laughs> right. He, Jason Lezak won the race sure. by running down. What was the French guy's name? It was, okay. It was uh, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> by running no, down Rudy Gobert, swimming down Rudy it Gobert. It was uh, Elaine Bernard. Elaine Bernard. And then Australian guy almost caught him, though. Who was, the, almost doesn't count, Emily. This is there's, there's three things. The highest one is the winner. That's the one they stood on. They won. And he's a gaucho. He's a, thank you. J- Let's Jason, get to the Jason Lezak is a gaucho. So whatever ole, accomplishment ole, ole, Michael ole. Phelps may have had during those two weeks, was it eight gold medals? Was it eight? I'm sorry? Yeah. Uh, Phelps won eight that week or two weeks, those Olympics. One of them is courtesy of a gaucho. When you need something done, you call a gaucho. Oh, come on. And Jason Lezak is just as important to that story as anything else. I just need you to know that from the Twitter, somebody has let us know that, in fact, butt crack and ball sack sports are two separate operations. Oh, they are. I got to add add butt crack to my follows. <laughs> so he was not making a mistake. Um, I'm going to say cap on the single greatest two weeks by any one human being, but I will say fact on that's the last time I can remember like collectively being out with a full throated USA chant type of a situation mm. going with the people watching that race. Like, I can't, you know, 
World Baseball Classic didn't really have moments like that. Even the World Cup is sort of different in that way, you know, even though the women got eliminated. But, like, that was one where I can remember pe- people watching a swim meet, you know what I mean, which is not exactly great on TV. You know what I mean? You're basically looking at graphics moving up and down the thing. And, yeah, that was a, that was a cool moment. You I, had not, about two weeks. It's not quite a branded in my brain. I don't know. I could think of somebody probably in the football playoffs that I could think of. But, I mean, gold medals are gold medals, so it's hard to say no And to it's solely individual. There's nothing – it's only Michael Phelps can only compete against his own self. Yeah. And he was competing against the top people in the entire world. It's well, not Michael, like he's competing against Let me tell against you, against summer of 2004, I had a pretty strong run in college. No, I'm joking. But no, <laughs> um, I do think, though, that Michael Phelps will eventually... It's interesting because he's... When you do individual sports, it's looked at differently than team sports, and I yeah. think that's why it's kind of hard to compare them, you know. But eventually, and he's a people, swimmer. Yeah, it's just it's just not something that we pay super close attention to, no. other than every four years when the Olympics yeah. rolls around. Um, this is a little slightly off topic. You guys excited about the Olympics going to be here in five years? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. I, I think it's going to be awesome. How do I explain this? I over the years, and I don't want to yuck yums here. Over the years, the Olympics have become something I've moved away from more and more. I get that. Me too. Simply because of like how they operate within the places that they are, Couldn't and agree more. things like that. They don't feel as good to me as they did when I was a younger person. Uh, yes, cosine. Yes, but it being here is a big factor. I was a kid when they were here in '84. It was so much fun. That's and cool. I understand. I understand it's yeah. changed a lot, right. and maybe it won't be what I remember when I was a kid. It was great, and I'm excited to try to run that back again. Whether it's successful or not, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But the 84 Olympics in L.A. were kind of the reason we got to what you're talking yes. about. Because it was the first one ever that made a ton of money. Right. It developed a lot of infrastructure. There's still a fund that exists in the city that funds a lot of other things from mm-hmm. some of the surplus from that. Every other city has been chasing it ever and since. And can't do it the same the, way. Not to the same way, but I, I'm incredibly excited for it coming I back. will tell you this. When I was in the throes of life thinking, about is Los Angeles really a place I want to live full time? The Olympics were part of it. I thought, you know what, that place is going to get an Olympics, and that might yeah. be a cool place to be it while was that happens. Incredibly that, fun. That, that was in the calculus of decisions and moving here. And also about that too, 2008 was one of the last times too where I feel like we had this big collective uh, feeling behind the Olympics. Yeah. It was peak of cable TV. Everyone was still watching TV because by the time the 12, 2012 Olympics came around, Good streaming was still around. Excellent so it point. was it, we had big stars in the 2008 Olympics, and that people followed, like and Jason it was interesting. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> Get out of here with that. I'm having a good day today. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so Carly also pointed out to me, uh, maybe Lynn Sanity, but I don't think it's the same level to me as Michael Phelps. Since you brought it up, I got to say it again. It's my favorite favorite little factoid that I possess. Okay. Three people in the history of Sports Illustrated. He's not. Harvard. Um, Three people in the history of Sports Illustrated have been on the cover in back-to-back weeks. Okay. I'm listening. You want to take a guess? Two of them no, are no, no. very. I, I, I want to know. Ali, okay. Jordan, and Jeremy, Jeremy Lin. Lin. Wow, how about that? So that that tells yeah. you that that two week run for was a Jeremy big deal. Lin yeah. was a bit kept Ali. him kept him in the league for years. Ali, you're like, yeah, sure. sure. Jordan, yeah, sure. Also, how have they not had more than one? Like that seems like a really weird thing to. Because you're, it, there's a new thing every I week. I get it, right? but Jeremy you know. Lin, who was a journeyman basket, barely in the league. Journeyman is two, a, is two generous covers yeah. in a row. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. I love that little factoid. It's, it's, it's one of my all time favorites. Is he right. still in the league? I don't think so. No, he. It, I know he won a chip with the Raptors. Yeah, he was on he that was team. He was with that 2019 Raptors yeah. team. More Jason Lezak when we come back. And a maybe chance. a little Stetson Bennett and what our <laughs> expectations are for maybe the quarterback of the future for the Rams. It's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Some of these dads in the Little League World Series hates are getting fired after up, it, bro. Battle fired of the Dakotas. Up. Did I ever tell you about the time I saw a dad get thrown out of a game in Williamsport? So the deal in Williamsport is that they don't sell booze at the parks, obviously. Makes sense. Kids, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, and listen, shout out to Beto Duran. What about weed? I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, if you knew what Williamsport, Pennsylvania was like, you'd know that that's not even close to what they're doing up there. Isn't it an old like, colony for like rehab and stuff like that? Yes. That yeah. is a big part of what it is. It is a rehab sort of haven where a lot of people go and sort of turns their lives around there from other cities on the east coast but so one time this guy i was i'll never forget this i was sitting in a crowd and i was sitting with some parents because like i was interviewing these parents and the team that was getting ready to play was there as were their parents okay and some guy comes stumbling up the thing and you hear a woman go Hey, Dale, get out of here. I told you not to come up here looking like that. He was blitzed. And his own wife was screaming at him to get out of the stadium because I guess he had gotten plastered at lunch and he'd embarrassed himself in front of all the parents prior to. And she was like, you're not coming to the game. You blew it earlier. He showed up anyway and was escorted off of the premises. Courtesy his wife's request <laughs> yeah, to leave the ballpark. His, well, I thought yeah. when, you, when you started the story, I thought an umpire was going to be involved. No. In, it was his Old wife. family member told him to get out of town. He Dale must have been the kids on the top floor. And then Dale was, no, Dale was a large man, <laughs> and he was not physically capable of making it up and down those stairs, thankfully for, uh, for the kids. <laughs> All right. We are just one week away from the ultimate fantasy draft party at Hollywood Park Casino. And if you have seven friends in your league, you want to be caller number seven right now. Right, right now. now. At 877-710-ESPN. And you can join us next Friday night for the fantasy party of the summer. Caller seven right now. 877-710-ESPN. Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, drink draft caller number seven and you and seven of your friends get a little draft party and don't get there and don't wait call it right now you have the opportunity right now right now not right later now. later right now not in, not in five minutes not later. right now right now right now right now we're 11 minutes away from northwest little league taking the field against media pennsylvania are they gonna win like get in the line i don't know if they're gonna win because the thing is their best pitcher this kid jt he threw yesterday and so like you know they have limits on pitches tournament baseball stuff, so. baby it's tough it's not easy so tournament baseball you gotta have like and, seven or eight kids and that can they pitch. they their team had the day off yesterday so I like the kid on the blue team right now that's got the uh, Noah Syndergaard flow going at Lefty, first base. Yes. No, no, the kid, oh. the kid at first base, he's got the long blonde hair. I haven't seen He's this got kid a little yet. Thor going on nice. right now. I wish I could. I, like, if I could run it back, like, I don't have any hair left anymore. You would have gone I, I kinda, full flow. I never did. I've had short hair my entire right. life. But, like, just to kind of see how it, how it felt on would've me for cool. a minute. Would have been cool. Have a little bit of a long hair going on. A little something to throw around. Yeah, a little something. Um, Stetson Bennett reportedly is going to get to play a decent amount tomorrow night. He was fourth round pick. Kind of a surprise. When I was talking with him at camp uh, on Sunday, he said he was surprised that the Rams picked him, I, and, and that 
the Rams took a quarterback for the first time in, in since Jared Goff, really, especially you know relatively high in the draft, fourth right. round. That there were all sorts of rumors about them trying to move on from Matthew Stafford during the offseason. Rumors that they have denied. Um, and Matthew Stafford's getting to a certain age. He's had some injuries. He's yeah. coming off a season where he was not productive for a variety of different reasons. I'm not a preseason football fan, but I am excited to see him play tomorrow because. He's got that thing. He's got that that I know what I'm doing. He's small. He's skinny. Right. But he's got this, do you know who I am and what I do? He's got that vibe, and I'm excited to see what it looks like. The question I have for Stetson Bennett is, and this is this is a question I have sort of more largely in the NFL too, is the era of the quarterback being some big hulking dude who is definitively your best player, mm-hmm. is that something that every team needs at all times in order to succeed. And I think that there are certain coaches in this league, McVay probably being one of them, who think, not really. And I'm thinking of Shanahan as well in this regard, where it's like, no, we've got a guy, and if the guy can do the things I need him to do, that's fine by me. I feel like that's much closer to the lines along which Stetson Bennett will exist in this league and not necessarily as the quote-unquote heir apparent to somebody like Stafford. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I do. A system guy. I mean, and, and, I do. And, and people say this all the time. People forget Tom Brady was a great quarterback because he was a great system quarterback, mm-hmm. not because he was blowing you away with anything he could do from a measurable standpoint. And my question would be if, if Rams fans want Stetson to be successful as the as the guy who follows Stafford, that's probably going to be closer to the guy that you get rather than somebody that looks like, say, Justin Herbert. So, okay. I think there's a couple things going on here. Number one, do you have to have the big? Do you have to have Justin Herbert, the guy that's six foot six and right. can run and he's fast? And a rocket and arm, yeah. Rocket arm. Do you need him? No. But if you don't, everything else needs to be a plus. That's true. So the the shortcut is to have one of those and then be pretty good other places. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the Rams were. Yeah. The Rams were pretty good everywhere. They had a deficiency at quarterback, and they went and they fixed it, and they went from a guy maybe slightly better than a guy, to a guy that's really good. Yeah. And, and and a guy that they took out of an environment where all the other pieces around him were, were not terrible. particularly good. So it's the quickest way to jumpstart it along the way. Um, you don't have to be that guy that stands there and throws it 80 yards. But Brady's thing was not that he could ch- – but he also could throw it through a hole right. that was the same size accurate, as the football. Unflappable. Yeah. Unflappable, accurate, really smart, that there are ways to juice it, but – there are not a ton of ways to juice it. They're, they're, you look at the guys. That, who, who are the best guys in the league right now? Just uh, Hurts, Mahomes, Mahomes Allen, yeah. Burrow. They're all kind. Of, they're all big, fast, mobile guys that pass first. But when Ish goes down, they can get the hell out of there and make it happen. Bennett can do the second thing. I just don't know if he can do the first thing. Those guys are also guys, though, that none of those guys played in the SEC. And I do think that there is something to be said. Hurts did. For, uh, sorry, Hurts did. Yeah. Pardon me. Um I'd forgotten you mentioned his name, but I do think there's something to be said for Stetson, frankly, understanding the speed of the game. Sure. Um, in terms of his ability to have football IQ that is not otherwise made up for by his size. I, I thought it was a weird pick, if I'm being very honest. I do too. You know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, really, Stetson Bennett? Like, I, I, I don't necessarily know that I saw this guy playing NFL football at all. Mm-hmm. Never mind for a team with a coach that is sort of as progressive forward thinking as he is in McVay. So this is all very much still in the experiment phase for me as as we see. And actually, I will be watching the football yeah. when I see him. Me, I, I'm me interested too. to see what this looks like. Me, me too. I I was surprised. I was surprised that not only that they took him, but where yeah. they took him surprised me a lot. 
but there's something this this goes back to something we were talking about earlier in the week. I believe that there is loser DNA in organizations. Yeah. I believe that there are, are if you don't expect to win and you expect things to go poorly, they're probably, they're probably going, going to do to. so. Yeah, there's the opposite's true. If you expect to win and all you're used to is winning, there's something to that too. And, and look, I, I think the example that disproves what I'm saying is Matt Liner. And and I think that this is hmm. a, and Matt Liner was big and strong and all these things, but Matt Liner in in, in college was in, in high school at modern day at SC. All Matt Liner did was win. Yep. But he was also surrounded by guys that were on modern day had better players than everybody they played. USC had better players than everybody they played. Georgia had better players than everybody they played. That's true. So if you go into there and now all of a sudden the difference between Georgia and Missouri, it's night and day. The difference between Georgia and TCU was night and day. The difference between NFL team that's the best and NFL teams that the worst is razor thin. That's true. It's, it, there's virtually no distance. Matt Liner is an interesting comp. I can't even picture Matt Liner in an NFL uniform. Like in my mind's eye, I, d- I, I don't. I don't think of Matt Liner as an NFL quarterback. Didn't like, work ever. Yeah, yeah it, he had a very brief moment with the Cardinals where it looked like it was about to start happening, right. and then Kurt Warner came to town, and that was right. The end of that. Oh man, Matt Liner yeah. is an interesting comp. I hadn't thought of that. It, for the same reasons, yeah, too, no, right? exactly right. Because yeah. he's won a bunch. I mean, I mean, he won Stetson won two in a row. Two I mean, in a row. Great, I mean, listen, Stetson Bennett's never paying for another beer in the state of Georgia for the rest of his life. That's clear. This is not a knock on who that guy is. It's just in the modern NFL for a human of his size to be handed the keys to a franchise. Not that he is. It's very hard to visualize unless a lot of other things happen. But he's as well. also different than Matt Liner, I believe. I'm correct me if I'm wrong. But a lot of the criticism of Georgia the past two years was that you're doing this with Stetson Bennett, like Stetson Bennett was potentially the thing that was could could have held back Georgia in the biggest moments and he still should stepped up unless Matt Liner was like that with USC it was because no, it, no th- that you're yeah. right about that but it Stetson Bennett was not a hindrance he just because he wasn't a super highly recruited guy because he wasn't a guy that was there as a freshman like like he bounced around he was there he left he went to junior yeah, college came he back. came back yeah. he had to fight to get his way on the team so there was a little bit of a where did this guy come from factor yeah. which never existed but with they could have gotten someone else they, but they didn't they gave yes. him the keys to the car and and he drove it and incredibly it yeah, well it worked and, and i love the idea of riz emily or or just swagger how, how valuable is it when okay everybody's good now how much of that matters yeah. and look at Look at Mahomes. Look at Allen. Those guys walk around like kings of the universe, and they kind of are, and they've had a great deal of success. Mahomes is the ultimate example. Mm-hmm. And then there are guys that are a little less swaggy, yeah. and it just doesn't quite feel the same. doesn't translate the same Now, he's got to play, but he's got that second part. I'll, I'll we had to rate to the quarterbacks by swag factor, I guess, now. he's well, you, But you, gotta, you also, you also got to play, yes. right? And, and I'm not even saying like, like Baker well. Mayfield has big swag. On, he but. does. And he had, for a moment, everybody was on board. Lightning in a bottle right here, too. You, you kept throwing it to the wrong team. Was that, was that a Thursday night game, or was that a Monday night game? Thursday night against the yeah. Raiders. Yeah. He, be, he, he pulled the Phillip Rivers. He yeah. showed up the day before and <laughs> that was won the damn game. That was arguably, I mean, that was one of the better moments of the season last year. Clayton Kershaw back for the Dodgers last night, and you can all breathe easy. We're all good. We're all good, I think. Maybe. Lance Lynn? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.